What is up? On this episode, I have sports broadcaster Brody Brazil. He is the pregame, postgame host for the San Jose Sharks and the Oakland A's. I am absolutely so pumped on this episode. I am not going to lie, I was a little bit nervous because, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty new to the whole podcast game, and this is, you know, something that he, he does, you know, not just podcast, but, you know, talking on live TV and everything like that. I was like, okay, I better uh, step up my game. But it, it just, it came out of nowhere, and I, I, let's see, a little over a day ago, put out a tweet saying, I think it would be rad to have at Brody NBCS on my podcast. You know, just threw it up there. Maybe he liked it, whatever. And, um, well, he liked it. And within 15 minutes, he uh, direct messaged me saying, let's set it up. Thumbs up emoji. I was like, okay, that worked. Okay, sweet. Let's do it. And I was like, all right, I got to do it as soon as possible. But, uh, well, yeah, here we are. Um, yeah, it just was an absolute pleasure having Brody on the podcast. I, I thank him so much again for taking time out of his day to, to talk to me. And, uh, yeah, we, we chatted about Sharks hockey, A's baseball, him being a commercial pilot, and some beers, of course. Shout out to Altamont Beers. The best stuff ever, for sure. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. So uh, let's get into it, shall we? Brody Brazil, everyone. Let's go. Hello? Hey, hello. Can you hear me all right? I got gotcha. you. Wow. This uh, sound quality is amazing. Best Skype uh, audio I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, based on what I've invested in all this uh, stuff, it better be. <laughs> yeah, I saw. <laughs> I remember seeing on your Instagram when you first posted about your uh, in-home studio. I at yeah. first thought that was... Um, something from the uh, NBC studios because it looks so professional. I was like, damn. Yeah, most awesome. most most people hit me up and they're like, dude, did you did you start going back to work already? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my thought. Um, yeah, I um, I probably about two years ago, two summers ago, just um, we have a little side house here at our house, and uh, I think the previous owner had like made it for kids, and so uh, I just gutted it and. Um, over the years I've added sound insulation, uh, blocked out all the lights, um, added, obviously added in my own lighting. So, you know, my background's production. So I've just, I've made it the studio that I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely. mostly for YouTube and social stuff and podcasts, awesome. but, uh, so yeah, I'm fortunate to have it and I just kept adding stuff. And then when all this stuff hit, man, I was like, wow, this is, this is going to come in handy if we can start utilizing it. So. Oh yeah, most definitely. And, um, before we go on, I got my, my brother here. He's kind of like my unofficial official cool. podcast engineer slash Googler. Um, what's his name? His name is Nick. He's mic'd up as well. He's, he's hey, um, Nick. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm more, uh, in tune with hockey and he, he's the baseball guy. So he might have some, wow. some athletics. Yeah. I can I get something for both of you guys Chico, then. So. Yeah, yeah, firing from all from all angles here, you know. <laughs> Where are you guys at? We're in uh we're in Sunnyvale. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um just born and raised Bay Area hockey. Like I mentioned, I think it was on Twitter or something, wherever we were connecting that I uh, grew yeah. up playing in hockey and, and all that and as well as baseball, but kind of fell out of the baseball and continued with hockey. San Jose Junior Sharks and uh, cool. Cupertino the Cougars and and all that fun stuff. So how yeah. how old are you if you don't mind me asking? I I'm 28. And then oh, Okay, so so like, you know, that that's the cool thing is like people in your age demographic. I mean, I'm only, you know, 11 or so years older, but 
the difference in my growing up versus your growing up was that there, there was a junior sharks or there is a junior sharks, yeah. you know, and there is ice rinks and stuff. And, and I, I loved watching hockey and I, I learned how to skate on roller, <laughs> roller blades and all that stuff. And the, in the front driveway growing up, but oh, yeah. just wasn't, wasn't access to it. So I always tell kids, you know, younger kids, especially now, like you're so fortunate to, to be in this situation where you can, you can play and get coached and buy equipment and all that stuff. Oh, you yeah. know? So that's well, where I started before ice hockey, I was in uh doing roller hockey. It was over in San Jose. It's, it's close to, it used to be Logitech ice. Is it solar for America now? I forget. I yeah. So. Um, yeah. Just down the road at the fairgrounds, there used to be a yeah the uh, the rolling ice yeah or whatever roll, it's called yeah, yeah yeah so that's where I, I started playing for the Patriots roller hockey and cool for I mean I can't remember my age I probably should have asked my my uh, parents but probably <laughs> close dig enough up, dig up some photos yeah now. <laughs> oh I, I've got I got plenty of plenty of photos for sure looking sweet. back I'm like geez I could barely walk let alone skate so it was fun yeah sweet no yeah. it's uh that's great I'm I'm glad we connected and. I'll save it for the actual recording, but why the heck do you want to talk to me? But we'll, we'll maybe we'll get to that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I will say, I mean, since we st- you know started, I, I've been recording already. So, I mean, who knows? I might have this in the intro. I mean, oh, got I don't, it, got I don't it. Necessarily right. cut anything out. I like to keep things kind of got it raw okay. and, and fun like that. Unless some crazy stuff happens, and I've never had anyone ask me to cut anything out. So that's that's good. So yeah, <laughs> I I generally won't say it if I didn't feel like it was safe <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? right yeah exactly so but going on what you said it's like why do I want to talk to you it's like I mean obviously growing up playing hockey and you know diehard Sharks fan obviously I've seen you on TV pre post game all that fun stuff and you know I, I wanted to try and talk to someone with that's so embedded in the sport that I love and also baseball I grew up playing baseball as well but you know I just randomly did that tweet and I was like, hey, it would be cool to have, you know, Brody Brazil on the podcast. And then <laughs> within like 30 minutes, you liked my tweet and DM'd me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. I guess we're I doing I just this. happened to be on the social at the same time. You know, it's it's funny, especially being a dad now. I mean, my, my time on social media, it's like in a cluster. Yeah. I'll just go on there, catch up with everything I need to, put the phone down, you know, be gone with it for a couple hours. Oh, so yeah. it... it it's also interesting too. I just, I seem to miss a lot of stuff between, you know, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I've kind of gotten away from Facebook, but text messages two email accounts, uh, text, te- just text messages all over the place. Sometimes it gets overwhelming and, um, I actually feel really bad sometimes when I miss something. Um, and look, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be me. I think a lot of people deal with just overwhelming amounts of uh, communication, you know, like in oh, 2020, yeah. especially these days. But um, so I, I kind of feel bad sometimes if I miss a message or if I miss an opportunity or miss a connection with somebody that, you know, five days later, I went, I was like, I, I finally see it. I'm like, oops, like, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I feel you. Especially with me for emails. I'm like, all right, Best Buy. Like, I get it. Like, chill out. Like, <laughs> stop sending me these. Like, William Sonoma. Like, I like your stuff, but. I don't need an email. I see where day. you shop now. I'm, I'm kind of getting a picture, a mental picture of, you know, what, where you might be spending your money. Guitar Center, Sweetwater, oh, yeah. William Sonoma, you know, all that fun stuff. You know, I like to do you cook. Have, do you have gear hockey? acquisition syndrome? Is that what you have? Probably. Who knows? It's like when you just, you, you, you love the tech so much that you just, you probably have too much. I, I suffer from that. I, I would say so. I mean, also, I mean, this podcast is pretty new. I started it like the first week of 2020. And, um, so I'm fairly new at it, you know, always upgrading gear. So 
the guitar center sales and the Sweetwater sales, I'm always like, all right, what do you guys got for me? Let's go. But uh, aside from that, I'm a, a photographer, a videographer, and I've been doing that for about a decade well, nice. now. So, you know, you got that gear side of the the cameras and all that fun, expensive oh, gear. Yeah. And now I got to spend, you know, all this money on, you know, upgrading mics and getting boards and all that fun stuff and learning. They about say it. you can, they say you can just do a podcast with your iPhone and oh, it's, yeah. it is true. It is true, but come on, let's I be know, honest. Right. Production value. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that goes into the, the, you know, the techie side of me wanting to just get like, I mean, right now I have just some, uh, road pod mics, but you know, I gotta, gotta, gotta get that sure SM seven B or, and, oh. you know, but hey, yeah. some, those are some pretty pennies right there. You know, so I, I gotta, got, I got uh, one of those actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the SM7B. You gotta, you gotta get a good preamp to go with that mic. Yeah, now we're getting oh yeah. geeky. We just went, we just turned a corner here. Oh, I'm all mic about talk. it. I'm all about it. Yeah, I got the. Uh, I'm starting off. Like I said, I just started this year, so you know, eventually, would obviously love to have a home studio like what you have. So yeah. I'm gonna have to pick your brain off off the podcast sometime with some gear talk. But I just have the uh, sure. the Rodecaster Pro. Yeah, that's so, a good. That's a good yeah. piece of kit. I oh, mean, Rode's a great brand, and you know what, like. You can you can get great value out of that that board and the mics the mics come with it like a little package. Um, I didn't get the package. I at first started with like my first podcast. Well, okay, Best Buy went and got the the Yeti, the blue <gasps> Yeti, the Yeti, and that's how I started. And then like then <laughs> yeah. right, and then later I I was using some shoot. It's a sure. It definitely was not meant for like voice recording. I think it was the S. Oh shoot. I forget what it, what it was, but um, it's like the SM fifty seven, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So that was pencil, just like pencil thin yeah, type mic, or exactly, yeah. And I yeah. was like, found out real soon that I was like, okay, this is not proper for this. Like upgrade time. Well, um, yeah. I got. I mean, just to give you the here's my best advice, and here's the warning: you're gonna go through layers of upgrading until you finally mm -hmm. get to your your end game. Some would say just go straight to your in game and, and skip all those layers. Um, but I would also say too, if you're in, if you're in this for the long run, yeah, save up, get the SM7B when you're ready for it. And then oh, yeah. you know if you if you treat your room properly and you want to get that next different type of sound, get the condenser mic and just you know of keep course. going from there. I I'm, I'm looking at three generations of mics over here in the corner of this uh, <laughs> <laughs> home studio that that I will still use in the right situation, but you know. That, yeah. That's what happens. That's the gear acquisition syndrome, man. I'm telling you. Man, I got to look more into that because I'm pretty sure I have that for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you got the symptoms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for, I appreciate, you know, obviously you reaching out to me and uh, like my tweet yeah. and DMing me and obviously taking time out of your, your Friday to, to do this. And My pleasure. Yeah. And uh, kind of going into, you know, the crazy times we're living in, like besides the doing the podcast. I think it's, was it Brody Brazil, uh, connected, I believe your podcast. Yeah. It's, I gotta be honest. <laughs> you, you put a lot of effort into your podcast. I, I'm kind of doing it as a thing right now. And, and I always say, I want to put more time and attention into it. So hence, even the name is kind of like, nah, right now. <laughs> but I mean, like just having your name, I mean, like, even if you just had it as your name, like, and then you had, you know, connected, it all makes sense. I mean, yeah. you are uh, a personality on your own. Like if you named it something completely different, like, you know, I can't off the top of my head other podcasts, but used you know. to be called the bro show back in the day. And then I was like, oh, you know yeah. what, this sounds a little bit too bro-y and it sounds like, you know, it just doesn't fit the, 
maybe the stuff know. that I'd be talking about or the people I'd be talking to. I don't know, you know? man. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> I was uh, the bro game is strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you. I forget which episode it was. I should have written it down, but. Um, Yesterday, I was listening to a few of the podcasts, like Kyle McLaren, Doug Wilson, and then you had, it was something with A's and beers. You had a... Oh, yeah. You guys were drinking. Yeah, it was one of, one of my buddies, uh, Casey Pratt, who who used to work with us at NBC. He now works at ABC7 in San Francisco, and one day he came over. Uh, man, those were the days when people could other people could come over to your house. And yeah, what's um, that like? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we cracked some beers, and probably for about two hours, we talked A's, and we did uh, we split it up into two episodes. Oh, cool. So that, that's more, see, that's more of the stuff I'd like to do, and it just either doesn't, well, now, I mean, it's more, <laughs> it's less possible to have somebody with you like that, but um, a lot of times, I'll just take an interview and, and put it on the podcast, just as another way for somebody who might listen to it that way, you know, oh, but yeah. I don't really promote the podcast the right way or enough. So like I said, it's, it's there and it exists. I wish I could, I, I should put more of a full steam into it. Cause it's that it's YouTube, uh, Instagram. I'm, I'm trying to be way better at yeah. Twitter. I mean, gosh, it's so a platform. Much. It's almost like fatiguing, you know, sometimes. Oh yeah. I'm not even, I mean, I have, <laughs> I'm so backlogged. I mean, I only have, this is episode 61, and I think I stopped putting videos on YouTube because um, I'm not filming yet, so I was doing, like, the yeah. the photo with a little audio waveform, and I, I think I stopped at, like, 15, so I'm way behind, so that's going to suck backtracking. <laughs> but there's so much, you know? like Yeah, like but that makes, that makes sense, too, right, to, um, to like, if you're going to do something, if you're going to do an interview, uh, spread it out across all platforms. Like, make the video of it, put the audio on the podcast, take a clip and put it on Instagram. Um, that's like true, you know, content creation right there. You're not, you're not doing it for one, for one stage. You're doing it once for five stages, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And a couple of times, well, at least me, like most of the podcasts I'll do, I'll post it the day I, you know, put the episode live and then like let it breathe for a little bit. All right. Repost again. And (laughs) then you have the new episode. It goes on forever, but it's been exactly. It's been fun. Um, just going off that one episode where you guys are drinking beers, I was so I, I was listening at work and I got so excited because it's my favorite beer, the Altamont. Oh yeah, absolutely it's great. Love great it. people over there. Oh yeah, they're in I think Livermore, I believe. So kind of, uh, kind of close. It's um they are in Livermore, and I have to admit, um, even from where I'm where I live, and I drive out to go see them, they're they're kind of way off the freeway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Livermore too. Okay. I don't want to look. What I'm saying is, <laughs> it's not the. It's for a lot of people in the Bay Area, depending where you're at. It may not be like right around the corner from you to go visit their tap room, but well worth it. I mean, and they. Oh, I think they yeah. just remodeled it about a year or two ago. Just oh, okay. awesome place, awesome beers, awesome people. So, when when that's appropriate for you to go out there, uh, you should. I definitely got to. Yeah, my. Uh, before moving on, I just wanted because I wanted to bring that up. I got just way too excited because I'm a a big beer drinker, love beer, those strong hoppy IPAs. So that Maui nice. Maui one, Altamont, is my go-to. <laughs> yeah, so, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of going off, I mean, like, what's, what's been, like, it's, I think, 16 weeks, right, since hockey and baseball have been kind of canned for the moment. I mean, yeah. what do you, I mean, like I mentioned, you have the, the podcast, but as far as, like, just normal life, like, what's, what are you doing? Like, I see you got, like, a Peloton, <laughs> like, you're, you know, <laughs> getting jacked i'm sure you know getting <laughs> shredded you know nothing to do like what do you great questions yeah what do you what um do you to? so i have to be honest you know being 
being a dad, um, of our son is almost three now. And, uh, it just, that, that takes up for, for those listening who are parents, you instantly know what I'm saying. It just, it takes up so much of your time. And I say that, you know, we have one child and it's me and my wife at home a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I'll get to my work responsibilities in just a second, but man, the days just go by when he's at at his age, constantly running around, we're having lunch, (laughs) we're, we're scooter riding or, and we're going to the pool. Like it just, it's a lot of different things that, um, that just consume your day. So that alone, just me being here to help my wife and keep our house going. I mean, that it's funny during all this, I I hear some friends and I see people talking about, I'm so bored. I don't know what to do with my time. And I'm, I'm the exact reverse of that a lot. I I'm like, I don't have a free moment. I've (laughs) literally watched less than 10 hours of TV this entire time. Well, I don't know. I, I watched mean, most of the Jordan. It's more than that. I watched most of the Jordan documentary, <laughs> oh. and I just watched all four games of the '89 uh, World Series the last four nights on replay. Um, but yeah, it's just so busy. So um, there's that, and then the other side of it is just the home studio stuff. And one of the biggest assets I've had through uh, through work is well, two things: this home studio where I can record stuff and uh, send it in and have it look, you know, passable as, as almost like I'm in a real studio. Um, that plus just connections to athletes I cover. And by that, I mean, um, relationships and, and phone numbers. Mm-hmm. And so call these guys up or type, really shoot them a text. Hey, you know, can we do an interview for NBC? Take 15 minutes. I'll FaceTime you. Here's, here's kind of what we'll talk about. Maybe you let me know. And almost everybody was instantly in. So I think we did 50 or 60 interviews with A's and Sharks players. Um, and we had those on our website and their YouTube channel and all that stuff. So, um, it's crazy too, because here I am the, I'm the, when I set up these interviews, I'm the booker, I'm the engineer, the cameraman, the audio person, the producer, the (laughs) the, payroll, you know, (laughs) I hate the word talent, but you know, everything. And then I come back, I piece it all together. I edit it. I compress the, uh, the video file. I write a little piece with it. I send it in. So, getting one, you know, 20 minute interview cut and done and sent in is, is literally like a full day's worth of work. Whereas when I go to work, 20 minute interview takes 25 minutes. Yeah. Cause you you don't have to do anything else. (laughs) Exactly. So, so yeah, everything's been, you know, kind of tedious in that way, but, but I've been getting stuff done and trying to stay, you know, connected to, to things. And now that, um, you know, the shark season is, is well done. But, um, but the baseball season, you know, they're hoping to have things together here and playing games at the end of, um, July. So now at this point I have a month to kind of figure out what we're going to do with our shows, where I'll be, um, how all that stuff's going to go. And mm-hmm. so the, 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 the focus kind of changes now from, you know, make content, make content to get ready for the hurricane. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So. You'll be for sure busier than ever. Cause I'm, you know, yeah. out all that content talking to people like, Hey, how's it feel being back? Are you, you feeling good? Like you ready? Well, like, that, that, yeah, that, I mean, just six, I think it's 60 big league games in 66 days. Um, wow. so, and if I'm, especially if I'm working here from the home studio, I've already volunteered to do all 60. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, you got your work cut out for you for sure. <laughs> it could be busy. Yeah. It could, it'll be highly watched and highly appreciated, but highly busy too. So yeah, that's awesome. It's what, it, it's what we sign up for that part of it, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I was kind of curious as far as obviously you said, you know, the, well, we all know the, the shark season is done. 
Uh, one thing I was kind of thinking of is, uh, like, as far as covering sharks and A's, has is there ever, like, an overlap where, like, they send, like, is there priority towards one team or the other if there's a game on the same day? I don't know if that's even happened, but, like, how do how does that happen through, like, the network? Yeah. Um, that has happened. That happens almost on an annual basis, um, especially with uh, the Sharks playoffs going as long as sometimes they have. You know, 2016, when they went to the Stanley Cup final, um, I didn't get into A's mode until probably the third week of of June um, because the final was, I think, ended on the 15th or 16th. So, yeah. And what what ends up happening is um, uh, especially even last year as the Sharks went to the third round pretty deep. Right. I mean, that's an extended period of time. I would literally go back and forth if the Sharks play tonight. That's what I'm doing. Um, the, the playoff situation usually takes precedent. Okay. Um, that makes sense. The, the, yeah. yeah, the team that's in the – and it's no knock to the other team. Of like course. the A's, the A's have a you – know, they're, they're both equally potent right now. It's <laughs> yeah. not like one is more important than the other. But the team that's in the playoff situation usually is prioritized by work for me. I don't, I don't make the choice. Sometimes I can maybe influence them on, you know – going to where the the bigger crowd is in the more important game but usually that's already that's already established um and then there have been i would say especially in the last five to six years um i would say there's been at least seven or eight times where i've done double headers uh usually an afternoon baseball game and a night hockey game all in the same day wow so that sounds uh, very tiring (laughs) <laughs> Do you got some like you get, throat coat yeah. tea or something that you like you're <laughs> sipping on the on, in between games or something like a lot of talking you, that you get a second wind i mean you know the the real crazy thing is when you're getting ready to do the second pregame show and you're like wait i should be on my way home right now <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but you know what it's i, I kind of take it as a badge of honor um to be like look the fact that i get to to be full-time like that on two teams is, and the teams that I grew up loving and watching. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only really other one that I especially grew up watching was the Warriors. And okay. you know, there's just no way that that times out that hockey and basketball overlap. So to basically have year round two teams that, you know, I don't have to fake it. I I'm, when I get that assignment, like I literally volunteer for it. Um, sometimes they're even like, Hey, no, just take a day off like, or no, do this. No. <laughs> No, you know what? April, well, this not this April, but usually April's, May's, and even June's are go time. That's yeah. that's when I crank, you know. So um, I don't mind it at all. Interesting. Um, being so, it just pains me every time I think about it that the sharks are out. I mean, how their season <laughs> went makes sense. But going into, I think what is it? I think Ju- July tenth or something is when I think practices for the teams and stuff are gonna kick back in place. I was trying to find. A start time, but I don't even think they have they don't. figured out. But <laughs> going going off of that, like, do you have kind of a team that you're kind of pushing for to take it all? Or? Well, yes, but only for individual reasons. I think um, I have an idea, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and hear what you got to say. Well, uh, you guys know the <laughs> should I should I start with the runners up because uh, you know if Joe Pavelski were to get an opportunity in Dallas, I'd be pretty pumped. That would be cool, uh, yeah. Brendan Dillon with the Washington Capitals. I'd totally be pretty pumped. You that. see the, you see the trend here. Former Sharks, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Barclay Goodrow in Tampa. I'd be, I'd be pretty stoked for Goody. But I think the ultimate one is is Patrick Marlowe and uh, the sure. Penguins. Yep, I have that That's written down right yeah. here. That's my, yeah. my <laughs> solely solely just for Marlowe to just you know bring back a, yeah, a cup. So. Totally. Yeah. No, and I think too. 
that's a predictable answer by me, but it's, it's obvious the reasons why. And, um, you know, I just, I think his age and his situation and do I think he'll come back for another season, which by the way, the next season could start in December or January. That's way off, um, right now, but I mean, it just goes to show you like how much of these critical months and years these guys are going to miss just because of the situation and, and hockey's not around. So um, as if getting old weren't difficult enough for a guy like Joe Thornton or Patrick Marlowe, you know, now this to complicate, um, you know, their final their final opportunities. So uh, and that's the other thing, too, I, not to sidetrack here, but, you know, I, I think we, as a broadcaster, you know, people want to hear me talk about sports and, and they get excited that to hear that hockey will be back. And look, I hope it is for the, for the sport and for, for people's entertainment value. Um, and the same thing with baseball, which is probably even farther along in its, in its planning and execution. But what I go back to most is if, if our world doesn't dictate that sports should be around. Like if, if all this takes some serious turns for the worse mm-hmm. or doesn't get any better or players are all of a sudden really in jeopardy and they're making the situation worse. I, I mean, it just, it is, it is painful to think about worst case scenarios and that here we are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's see. And let's, you know, it, it's, yeah. I, I'm, I side more on the human interest of these guys than I do needing to see, you know, game 77 of the season between, you know, pick two teams, Colorado and, and Las Vegas. I don't, I, no offense. I mean, it's, it's normally, I love it, but right now, like it's something in the back of my mind that it should be in the back of all of our minds that, uh, none of this is normal. And, you know, like sports are hard. They're hard to really, really, really focus on, um, at this juncture completely. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I totally agree. It's, I mean, there's a, a bigger thing to worry about than who's going to take the, the Stanley cup and, you know, who's yeah. going to, as far as baseball is concerned, I mean, my brother Nick knows more about the baseball world than I do, but, um, you know, just, there's more to worry about, you know, this, you know, there's the safety of the, the teams and the well, fam. I think to me, the, the family aspect of it is oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, it's one thing for a healthy hockey player to go, you know, do their thing. But then like, what's the family situation? First off, are you, are you saying that you're supposed to be away from your, your children and, and wife yeah. for three months or, <laughs> no. You know, like it's, you're asking and every, every athlete has a totally different life scenario. You know, some are the full bachelors and they, they couldn't give a rip like, Hey, let's go. Like if if I get this, I'll be confident to fight it. And it's unfortunate because I hope they don't spread it. But, um, but a lot of guys are looking at, you know, and I know two baseball players, um, I just, I won't name them specifically, but one just had a child and one is, um, about a month and a half away from being a father for the first time. So like, I mean, what is, what is that situation like? I know it's rough, um, but there have some difficult decisions to make and, and some worrisome months ahead, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think about that. And like kind of considering, you know, I think, I think NASCAR is NASCAR back. I think they were doing like 30,000 people. Um, obviously the UFC is back, but they're doing no one just, uh, you know, commentators and their crew and, and whatnot. And, I was kind of just curious. I'm like, for sh- you know, ho- hockey. Like, they're. I mean, they're not doing any fans, right? It's, right. Yeah. So like, I'm kind of thinking like, what I've heard with the UFC, it's changed the dynamic of it so much because you can hear, 
absolutely everything. You can hear the hits harder. You can hear the, yeah, you know, right. the blood and snot coming up their nose and all the, all the, the crazy stuff. probably too. Oh, oh geez. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So like, yeah. I'm trying to think like, as far as hockey goes, I mean, I mean, all sports pretty much, they, there's a big crowd presence and that drives a lot of the gameplay. I mean, you know, when the, the sharks tank, the shark tank kind of turns up and the volume gets loud, you know, I'm sure that impacts the players. So I'm, I'm curious to watch a game and see if there's going to be a different dynamic. Like, cause if, you know, you hear a, a normal big check, you know, even when there's a crowd, it sounds big, oh, yeah. you can hear it. Oh, yeah. oh but then there's no crowd, an no echo. music. You hear that, <laughs> that might be intimidating. I'm like, I'm excited to see that, but also yeah. no, you're, curious. You're right. Oh, geez. It's, um, I think, I think what it is though, is like, you know, you'll, you'll hear athletes talk about that, the, the fan factor and, and, and there's no question. I mean, even game broadcasters, I talked to Glenn Kuyper who calls the A's games for us on TV a couple weeks ago. And he was saying, look, you, you wouldn't even believe, but even for a guy like me, when somebody hits a home run and it's important, like I feed off the crowd, like my call is better because of that. And that's just a performer in a different way. But, um, I think the point is, is like, again, going back to the severity of, of this continuing, you know, pandemic. I mean, that's like me saying, well, I, I can't host a show as well from home because I'm not in a studio and there's not all the bells and whistles. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, everybody's going to have to, to be uncomfortable a little bit from the athlete perspective. Now you're right from the, from the, um, the viewer perspective. I mean, if you've already watched some like English premier league soccer games, um, yeah, it's weird. Somebody scores a goal, and it's just like you can literally hear the hand clapping from the from yeah, the sideline. I heard they. I, <laughs> it might be what you're talking about. I forget soccer. I believe, but they were like overdubbing, yes, like crowds yes. and like putting in EA Sports. Of, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I forget yeah, they, what it EA was. EA Sports gave an NBC Sports Network, I think. Um, and I think what they were doing. And this is pretty cool. It, I I may be wrong, but I think you know they gave fans the option so that if you wanted the fa- the uh, artificial fan noise, oh. which is so like it's just the soundtrack of soccer, especially yeah. right the chants and all that stuff. And um, so they gave fans on TV that version, and then if you wanted to watch it without the uh, the added in you know uh, sound effects of crowds you could stream it and it would be just the natural sound. So Interesting. I didn't, yeah, it's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. It's a cool like idea. Yeah. It's actually, you know, for the, for the purists out there. I wonder if they'll do that for, for hockey. Cause I might have to turn that on. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's always a, there's always a, 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 a SAP channel, which is like a, an embedded channel in a lot of TVs. And it's, it, it's a feature not used much anymore than it used to be in the old days of like cable and even picture in picture. But um, there is another way to do it, um, to send you a different audio channel. But uh, yeah, who knows? They'll figure out a way. Yeah. And then kind of going off of like, you know, empty crowd and, and players, you know, being cautious and, you know, obviously they don't want to catch the the, the corona. Um, the rona. Kind of going off of like, and I by no means no actual data and stuff. It's just kind of hearing from podcasts and online, which who knows what's right, what's wrong. But a lot of these athletes, they'll get it and they'll recover, which I think is, I mean, it makes sense. They're these, these crazy specimens of, you know, just crazy talent and, and all that. And they'll, if they catch it, hopefully they don't get it too bad, but they'll, you know, recover. But I think the main concern for me thinking about it would be coaches, all the staff and and everyone who isn't this like 
premier professional athlete who's like, you know, training every day, you know, and said they're back sharpening skates and stuff. So I think that would be the real concern as far as like what I think. I think the players will be fine. But as far as like the the coaching staff and everyone else, I think that's where like the real worry would be. I, I would tend to exactly agree with you and especially on a couple of things. Um, you know, the, the age of, of, uh, a baseball manager is closer to the age of, of, uh, demographic that, mm-hmm. that doesn't do as well with COVID-19 and to your, to your other point too, you know, most, most fans only consider the athletes they see on the field, maybe the umpires and maybe if you're lucky, the coaching staffs and yeah. I'm talking baseball, I guess specifically, but how yeah. about inside a clubhouse? How about inside a hockey dressing room? Like when I'm done sweating through all my clothes, oh, like yeah. they just throw it in a cart oh, and yeah. that cart has somebody has to go through all that. And even when I'm talking, even during complete healthy times, um, it's a matter of like germs are, are in, it's inevitable and they do what they can in gloves. But I mean, can you imagine now? Um, oh, yeah. and, and those people are, are not of the physical stature. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not stereotyping. I'm just saying none of us are the, are the physical stature of an athlete. So none of us can fight it off. But what happens if you have, you know, somebody with, uh, existing health issues and now, you know, they're put in that situation. So I, I agree. It's, it's less about the actual athletes. Um, although I think one of the main things you might find, um, if, when, and where, wherever sports resume is that all of a sudden you're going to see your favorite player, um, missing a game and there is going to be widespread instant speculation. Where's player X? Uh Oh, right. they were in there yesterday. What does this mean? And look, they could have sprained their ankle or they could just be feeling unwell and are taking the ultimate precaution. So we're going to have speculation city. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and not be part of it on TV, you know, and just say it for what it is. But, um, I think it's, it's going to be so inappropriate for people to start, you know, did he get COVID? Did she get COVID? Oh, How did this, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be rampant. Um, the moment, the moment any team or player is affected. And especially with, I don't know how other sports and baseball, maybe Nick can chat about it, but you know, hockey, I think I always get kind of frustrated when like someone gets hurt. And then, like, mm-hmm. so, uh, lower body injury. It's like, well, tell me what it is. Like, what happened? Like, did he break his, like, femur or is it a sprained ankle? Lower body injury. Like, oh, geez, <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, but maybe that, that might be more specific now to well, clear you, it up. And you're, you're familiar. You, you know why that is, right? Why they're so why they're so vague? I mean, I, I think I, I do. But for maybe myself to see if I'm right or wrong and for people listening, maybe you can give some... It's yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's probably true. If I know that you are coming off an ankle injury, you're going to whack at that. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I go extra hard in, in making you work that ankle or that I look, let's be honest, you know, physically go after you. If I see you in the corner and and there's a loose puck, you know, I'll play the puck, but I'll probably play you too. And I'll, you know, or if I know it's an elbow or if I know it's a shoulder, I'm going to make sure that I finish that check like through the glass, you know, and, and, and not make it, you don't even have, the thing is, is you don't even have to make it dirty to affect that player. Now, what I think is interesting is translate that to the NFL. Like the NFL literally gives you a practice report throughout the week of what players participated, which players didn't for how long, and also what their exact injury is. 
And I mean, football, you could straight tackle a dude if, <laughs> if, and, and go right after the elbow or the ankle or the shoulder or whatever, you know? So it's amazing. Hockey has that, um, that culture of, of being a little bit afraid of, if I tell you what my injury is, you might target me. Um, so that's, that's the, that's the background behind that. And let me just say this Thanks. from knowing these guys well enough, the hardest part is that, um, a lot of the injury, most, well, many of the injuries go completely undisclosed. So let's say we're talking about player X who's having a bad season. Mm-hmm. Well, did you know that they were basically skating on one leg the entire time? Maybe Good not. Point. Good point. I, I never think too critical because, you know, I, I grew up playing hockey, so I kind of know, you know, obviously when I, the levels I was playing at, like, there, no team is going to care, like, if they're missing a player. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But I never thought too critically when someone gets hurt or they're out or scratched or whatever, I'm not like, oh, well, what the heck's going on? Like, all that. But it's good to kind of think about, like, sometimes you just because they're out, you know, whether they're, they say it's poor performance or whatever, that there could be an underlying injury oh yeah so i never well, it's, think about that it's i'm telling you that it's it's just like i said it's frustrating for me to sometimes uh know the real truth and i and i, I will say it i i've it's not a secret um i've said it before that a lot of times i'm aware of things that just you find out because you're you're kind of in the circle of, of information or trust or you know somebody will tell you directly and and that's it. Like I know it and it helps me to know it so that I'm not so critical of them. Yeah. But at the same time, I know it, they know it. Um, but they would rather not have anybody else know it. And, um, so yeah, like I said, it's hard to watch people struggle through, uh, something that's holding them back and they can't share it, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see here. One of these things I was trying to think of, let's see here. Wow. I totally had my notes blown over for a second. Jeez. Hey, I, I've been in that spot. I've been in that spot before, and all of a sudden you get the hot, the hot sweats. I and know. You're like, what, like, where am I in this? Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't have to. I, I, I know that feeling. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, hey, still new to this. You know, doing, doing all right here. <laughs> um, I ca- so there was one thing. I was obviously I did as much you know research as I could. You know, going on the socials for you and. You know, I, ch- I checked. Oh, nothing bad. Nothing bad. Uh, you know, I went on the the LinkedIn and you know the the fun the fun place that is super fun to go. It's the uh, the best social media out there that no one uses. Um, That's another one I got to get on. By the way, see now you're same. just putting more stuff food on my or uh, oh, yeah, stuff yeah. on my plate here. Come but, on, Danny. But yeah, I know, right? Uh, one thing I saw in it, I just like would never expect it, but something about that you're a certified commercial pilot. This is true. And certified flight instructor. That is also true. So I, I'm, I, I'm just, I, I'm curious, like broadcasting pilot. How did that happen? Like, yeah, where, yeah, where's the, yeah. What's, <laughs> going, what's going on? Like, yeah, do you fly the sharks? Like what's going, you know, like what's the goal here? Like, I'm just kidding. I have been in the front of their plane uh, a couple times and that was really fun. In fact, once was when we went to Europe uh, in the chartered 747. That was awesome. Um, Quick background. Um, when I was finishing college, um, I just all of a sudden got the itch to get into aviation. I don't have a family. Usually, like a lot of things, if you have a family member into it, you know, they'll kind of get you into it, whatever. I just had the itch to go take flight lessons and see what it was all about. And my my motto was, I'll do this, you know, because it's, it's a costly and a time-consuming 
uh, adventure. And I said, I'll just do this until if I don't like it, I'll just stop. And you, and you can, which is fortunate. Uh, next thing I know, I'm, I'm a private pilot. Next thing I know, I get my instrument rating. Next thing I know, I'm a commercial pilot. Next thing I know, uh, I'm a flight instructor and I'm teaching other people how to fly. <laughs> so that was over the course of, um, let's see, 2003 to four to five to six to seven. And then in 2008 is when I became an instructor and started teaching. Now, um, how did I have time for that? Um, <laughs> my last job ended in 2007. I was working for, um, uh, channel uh, two and channel 36, um, in, uh, in Oakland and San Francisco. And I was doing a high school sports show and, uh, we all got laid off at the end of that uh, year, which was very unfortunate. And I was chipping my shoulder frustrated and just said the hell with, you know, TV for right now. And the recession was just kind of starting to kick in and it was not looking good. Um, but I just said, I, I need to do something right now that I can, you know, obviously get paid for, but something else that I love. So I already pretty much had the commercial uh, certificate and I had a lot of the hours and requirements. Hmm. So I said, you know what, let's just go do the instructor training. And, um, I did, it was still honestly, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying it because you asked, but if you asked me, you know, about, about all this stuff, but among personal accomplishments, um, this probably ranks the highest more than any television thing I've ever been able to do or wow. yeah it's, it was hard and super rewarding so well, I, I love mean, it I mean like I couldn't even imagine going through that like I I have no problem flying I, I fly all the time uh but just thinking about being in charge of a big flying object with people and teaching people how to do it properly yeah that's a lot of responsibility so I can I can understand how that would be a big you know check mark off the the good old list Take your, take your favorite, um, 16 year old or, or like 15 year old, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have a cousin or relative or whatever, and think about teaching them how to drive and then just transpose that into an airplane okay. <laughs> where there's, there's okay. Pluses and minus here. There's a lot more going on in an airplane. Um, but you're sitting on that right seat, although you do have your set of controls on the right side of the airplane. So that was, I'll tell you right away the the phrase, my airplane is commonly used in flight instructing. And, uh, basically it means that the student let's go. I got us from here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take over for a little bit and not, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's to get you out of a hairy situation. Um, but most times it's to demonstrate something and, and in all reality, at the point of being an instructor, you've already been through enough and seen enough usually so that you're four steps ahead of everything that's going on anyway. You'll let a student, you'll let a student get into a precarious situation, but not a dangerous one. Yeah, I remember, I I can't remember how old I was. I was young, maybe 16, uh, like I said, I don't know, just guessing here. Um, I think a family friend had, I'm not, I don't know what it's called, but it's, I think a prop propeller plane, just two-seater. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different varied kinds, probably like a Cessna 152 or a, there's just, yeah, there's a lot of them yeah, out there. Yeah, he just, he owned, you know, a hangar and he just had a couple planes and he he took a, me and my brothers up separately and you know, at some points he'd be like, all right, grab the, you know, controls yeah. and let us kind of like, I don't know if he was like still holding on or not. Cause I couldn't see him, but like, you know, just having that <laughs> feeling, I mean, right. I can't imagine like if I would do it again, I would do it again for sure. But as far as like doing like commercial and stuff, I'm like, Oh goodness, that's scary. So yeah. props on that. That's, that's really cool. Thanks, I saw that man. and I was like, I have to ask. I had to ask. Yeah. 
No, it's, it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's something I love and it's, it's equally, if not maybe sometimes more of a passion than, than, and I think people know how I feel about sports. Um, hope it comes across, but I'm so. e- equally that way to aviation. And you're right about the control thing. I used to do something called demo flights. We have a customer that would just come in and kind of like me at one point was thinking about taking lessons. And so we take them up for usually about 45 minutes and let them have the controls if, if that's something they desire and feel comfortable with. And, um, the young people who had played plenty of flight simulator, they are very good right off the bat at the hand eye coordination and the, the stick skills that we call it. But, um, I would also tell you that there are some people who are so timid and they think that the moment they touch that control wheel that the plane's going <laughs> to fall out of the sky. <laughs> it's literally like, I mean, it's like taking, taking you to the, uh, an empty like Valley fair parking lot, you know, okay. like you, I mean, you could hit that post over there, but we're going to see it coming. And like, we're, you're not like, there's plenty of room to roam out here. We're going to yeah. be fine. But <laughs> yeah, people are usually kind of timid, um, on the control. So sometimes, yeah, there's a couple things either with rudders or a trim wheel that I can do that you wouldn't see that I could help you kind of like turn the plane or go up or down you know, <laughs> to, to kind of aid you along in making it happen, you know? Yeah. Do you, uh, as far as like, I mean, do you have like your own plane? Like, do you think about getting your own? Like, how do you go often? Like, I do not own a plane right now. Um, I have access to a couple of them. Um, but to be perfectly honest, the last two years specifically have been very difficult finding the right time. And, you know, I like, I like a nice day to fly. Um, I'm obviously instrument rated and can fly in a lot of conditions. Um, I'm pretty, you know, high personal minimums of what I would do, um, in certain situations, but, um, it just, a lot of things don't time out as much lately. Um, but I am still licensed to teach. Um, and I think like anything, uh, what, what, what would matter most to me is if I got back into a teaching situation anytime soon, I would definitely want to spend a month or two to go really back over all the basics, all the bare bones stuff, um, just to freshen up. And also the things that have changed in the gosh, you know, 12 years since I did it regularly, but (laughs) it doesn't, I'll say this, it's it in the same way that I could jump in a stick shift car right now. You know what that is, right? Uh, I know I, I'm messing with you. Uh, I heard silence in the same way, in the same way I could jump in a stick and drive that around with no problem, even though I haven't had a stick since like 2000, um, flying, you know, you'd want it, you'd want to get the feel back and it might feel disjointed at first, but it comes back. So cool. Yeah. I just, I found that like, just like when I was talking about the Altamont beer, it was that and the, the pilot stuff. I was like, Oh, okay. Like my eyes widened up. I was like, what, what? Yeah. Not stuff. Hell cool. by, yeah. You know, uh, by the way, the beer I wanted to tell you about earlier, um, hella hoppy. We tried that one. Oh, I think that's it? a, I think that's a double IPA. And then so. they also, Altamont also makes one called scarcity. Or I think I'm saying, I think that's it. And I think that's a triple IPA. Let's see here. My brother's pulling this up here. Oh, yep, yep. I've had the the Hella Hoppy. Ooh. Yeah, that one, that one, yeah, that one's got some kick to it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Scarcity, I think they only make on rare occasions. But if you get your hands on one of those, uh, put a seatbelt on. Well, not in a car, but oh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. just okay. strap in essentially before you uh, finish that one off. I mean, there's a, there's a good reason why they, well, at least where I'm buying it, they only sell them in a four pack. So got it so it makes a lot of sense but i mean sometimes like honestly probably well not right after this because it's still you know it'll be 
Eh, well, actually, Not even noon yet. By the, yeah, by the time I, uh, you know, get done editing this and and the image to post about, like, it, it's probably uh, I might have to go pick up pick up something, you know. Uh, uh yeah, I mean, though it is. It, it, let's yeah, call it the weekend. As soon as we're done here with this, it's the weekend. Oh, so yeah, it, yeah. And uh, there's the what is it called? I wrote it down because I kept forgetting the. I haven't tried it yet, but if they have it there, I might have to get it just because you know you do work with the A's. But is it green green collar, right? Yeah, I've ha- uh, it's it. been a while. I did have that before. That's a that's a that's a good. I feel like they made that specifically for a tailgate. You know, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, so. why not? I mean, a, you got the <laughs> demographic well. and oh, people yeah. like beer and the yep. A's and just slap those colors on it with a strong IPA and it's an IPA, right? I think. Uh, I, th- I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think green collar is okay. Hmm. If oh. you have the computer, you may want to look that. You may. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Go to get the info on that. Uh, I do, I don't remember it being an IPA. I think it was Pilsner. Okay. Maybe not. Anyway. Uh, uh, well, I highly recommend yeah. Altamont beers. I I just went and picked up a a, a big handful of uh, Fieldwork. Um, they have a location okay. in East Bay and San Ramon, also in Berkeley. Um. So those those two are for just large scale uh, consumption. Yeah, those are good. Interesting. Yeah, I have to I'll have to look those up. Yeah, I, I'm a I love strong strong beers. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I definitely when the 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 shelter in place thing all happened, I was just I mean I'd say like the first like week and a half I was just straight couch potato like just yeah. you know bumming around. Absolutely. I. Uh, one night decided to just get like a, a six pack and I watched the game seven versus Vegas <laughs> and it was great. Like I knew exactly obviously what was going to happen when goals right. were going to happen, everything. Right. Oh, but I was just by myself, just having a good old time with a couple beers and like, just like when another team scored, I like not, not hard, but you know, I punched like the, yeah. the couch and I was like, no, and it was just great. So I got to, I might have to rewatch it, but my, so uh, my, my two rules self-imposed at the beginning of all this in March were, uh, number one, do not have beer and ice cream or al- any alcohol and ice cream on the same night. I just felt like, you know, like, like alternate at least. And then the other one was to avoid having alcohol on consecutive nights. Um, both those rules have, have been broken more times than I would yeah care to admit I and I guess the thing is for me too especially with the the beer and my wife will want me to pass along we're being you know we're being responsible course, here we're not having course. like eight of them um just you know a casual nice casual drink uh but uh I think it's being home at like nighttime which is something I'm not usually it's just I'm usually working yeah, in the evening right. hours so I find it way more like appealing to be like hey oh, dinner <laughs> and this big old crowler over here to, oh, to take care of you know geez. so yeah lots more time to be like i can have a beer it's like, more appropriate yeah. in the than than like 10 30 in the morning when i'm usually at home you know so <laughs> i don't know i mean if you start that new you know podcast you might have to set a, a day aside to crush some beers in the in the morning and record some gnarly what do you call a bro brocast or something oh the bro show you know yeah, bro show. The, i was one of the one of the other ideas especially after i did that one episode with uh, casey a while back was to just call the podcast beers with brody Love uh, it. That's another one. and just like that would be the point of it 
it's harder now, obviously, for a lot of different reasons. You know, my my initial thought was, hey, take the portable recorder, Ooh. go to a brewery and meet up with one of your buddies or whatever. That's um, a great but idea. that's that's just for the time being, that's rather impossible. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so it's, it's different sharing uh, a beer via Skype or, or something. It's not the same. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I could just do a podcast called like Brody is drunk and just and <laughs> just hit. fire away, you know, a like hit. have one and then hit record and see what happens. But instant hit. I'll I'd probably, watch. I'd probably think the jokes are so funny and just, yeah, <laughs> I don't know that anybody really wants that. Well, so. I mean, what I I thought was great of like the episode you did where you guys were drinking the Altamont beers is you guys were talking baseball. I had no idea who you were talking about, what you were talking about, oh. but it was like the, you know, back and forth banter. It was like a seeing yeah. different, although you were talking sports it was a different side that I don't normally hear or see when you're actually, you know, on the clock working. So I think, you know, like this one, we're not just straight talking, you know, hammering down on sports, 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 sports. You know, like, yeah. I think it's, you know, people kind of want to know, you know, different stuff that they wouldn't normally hear you talk about on air for the Sharks or the A's. So things like that yeah. I find pretty, pretty valuable. So. No, completely. I, I think it's a, it's like a weird fine line sometimes of, you know, people, people don't want you to like, how should I say it? They don't, they don't want to know you too much. I think <laughs> right, yeah. they don't, they don't need, they don't need to know your everything of the day. Oh yeah. But I do think to your point of like sharing a little bit of who you are and, and where you come from and you know, what you're just, what you're all about. I mean, things you stand for, I think, especially in 2020, you know, it, it only helps your, it just helps your background. I'm not going to say helps your brand. Cause that just sounds so, uh, <laughs> it just sounds, it just sounds too, too yeah. much, feel, yeah. but you know, like, yeah, it just kind of helps people relate. And, um, I've always tried to just be a little, um, you know, transparent and, and trying to share a little bit of life and background. And like I said, just, I, I don't, I think, you know, it's, I'm just a normal dude. And most, most athletes that you cover are the same way. And first like handful of, of years of me working was just kind of realizing getting in, in situations and talking to people in in-depth conversations, like, you know, they're talk to them like people, like they're, they're going through life the same way you are, you know? Exactly. So. Right on. Oh, yeah. Um, so I reached out to uh, a few of my friends cause I wanted to, I mean, I had some of my notes, but I kind of wanted to ask some of my friends that are, well, most of them are Sharks fans, but one of them, he's also, well, loves baseball. But I, I wanted to kind of ask if they had any questions, and I have a few written down. Uh, cool. Don't, don't feel like you need to, you know, elaborate like, elaborate like crazy. You can sure. just give a quick fire answer if you want. Um, okay. So this first one, I, I got to give him a little intro sort of. So his name is Jake, but he told me, you can just introduce me as I have a Joner guy. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's he's yeah, in hockey. We we would call him a beauty. He yeah. is he's a beauty. He's a beaut. Yeah, he's I I uh, I went to high school with him and oh, did you? Yeah, and obviously I see him all the time on whoever posts it. I think the Sharks have actually posted him a few times and seeing him on TV and I'll text him like, hey, bro. Like now it's yeah. like, now like I think after like the third time, like I was like, oh, he's probably like he's like, hey guys, like you're gonna see me like. They know where he's I'm a sitting. Thing. He's like a, he's a thing now. Like, yeah, you, you know, thing, it, it's sure. not a one-off. He's a thing. Like oh, he's got, yeah. he's got a thing and he is a thing. Yeah. Man. 
what a life that is. It's insane. But anyways, so um, what his question is, uh, so he wants to know your opinion on certain players possibly retiring due to the coronavirus, and he brought up Joe Thornton, kind of considering, I'm thinking where he's coming from, is such a big time off, you know, players that are up there in age. You know, do you think you're going to see some people kind of taking a back seat, retiring, or having that thought come up, come up more present? I think if the next NHL season, you know, doesn't get underway until, you know, halfway through 2021, uh, you know, there, there's two sides. I'll be quick with it. There's, yeah. there's two sides to this. The rest, the extreme rest could either give these guys the opportunity to, to refresh like never before. So um, it's not like they're wearing down with age. They're kind of resting with age. Um, but yeah, that, that, I mean, just the unknown, it's an impossible question to know the answer to yet. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I definitely think the more months that everything gets pushed back, uh, certainly to a certain degree, um, the more difficult it will be for, for any older player, uh, to have to make a, a decision. So, uh, it's possible, but I, I also know that two guys specifically, Joe and Patty will do everything they can. And, and in their mind, as of right now, They've got multiple years on their minds. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, but my expectation versus reality, who knows? But the way that they go after it, it's, yeah, they've, they've got multiple years on their mind. Interesting. Um, let's see here. My, uh, my buddy Brian asks, uh, what are the biggest differences between analyzing baseball and hockey and kind of maybe a pro and con for both? Obviously, the, the obvious is they're totally two different sports, obviously. But, well, yeah. <laughs> Duh, duh, but. <laughs> kind of. I mean, there's a there's a, a large device used to strike another device. Um, <laughs> now, yeah. I think um, you know what it is for me is uh, baseball has so many numbers attached to it that instantly the, the average viewer can digest. You know, I guy went two for three today. You know what that means? He had a pretty good day at the plate. Uh, this pitcher went eight innings, gave up two hits. You can you don't you don't even need to watch the game for me to really translate okay that guy had a good start um hockey it has advanced metrics um but if i drop Corsi on a pre or post game show i don't know that most people are going to instantly pick up on that or relate to that um hockey just flat out has less tangible um stats okay. you know besides the obvious yeah. goals assists points plus minus um even you know time on ice or you know different power play special team stuff but the point being is that it's it's so much harder to to say um, Timo Meyer had a really good game today. I know it's not going to show up on the stat sheet. You know, you really have to explain certain shifts and, yeah. and get into the intricacies. Like I said, versus baseball, it's cut and dry who had a good game and who had a bad game or, or you know, rough day. So okay. that's the, that's probably the biggest sense. difference is just translating it. And um, I, I tend to – the one thing I'll never want to do in either situation is – be the expert. Our analysts are the experts. They played, they coached, they have the the professional background. My, my job is just to present what's out there and what viewers are thinking about and talking about and to really inform it and entertain. So I never try and analyze myself, you know, should have done this, should have done that. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I, uh, I have no, I have no, uh, <laughs> I have no credibility in, in that department. <laughs> Right on. I think uh, my brother, he's got a question. Yeah, I do. Saying. I actually thought of this like 20 minutes ago. Ooh. Um, nice. Has broadcasting made you a bigger fan? Because you said you, you grew up in the Bay Area and you're a fan of the Sharks yes. and the A's. Um, yeah. So has broadcasting made you like a bigger fan of those two teams or of like 
hockey and baseball in general? Um, I think when you, whether it's broadcasting or whether you work for a team or, you know, you're you know, in media in general, broadcasting, at least for me, has allowed me to see the entirely different side of the business that most fans maybe are aware of, but they don't have a full depth of, of what it's like and business decisions and the way a team will, you know, strategize and promote themselves and even players. Um, I think one of the cool things is over time to really get to know people that you thought you knew from before, or you thought you had an inclination of who they actually are. Um, and then when you get to meet them and you find out, yes, they are that good of a person. That's just, that's like, it's a weird thing. And I still get it to some extent when I, you know, come across somebody or I heard about them and we have a good chat and, you know, keep a relationship going. Um, so I would say that's one thing that's opened up for me is it's, I mean, yeah, the, the teams, I think I've always been passionate about, you know, the teams and wanting them to do well and, and knowing their history and just being invested in all these years. Um, so I don't know, I don't know if there was a, even room for growth of me feeling closer to the teams. I feel like that's always been strong, but I think it's more about, um, yeah, learning the players and their journey and, and who they are. And like I said, and sometimes you're going to come across a guy that you really liked as a player and it t- turns out they may not be your favorite person <laughs> on or off the ice, on or off the field, whatever. And it's, it's kind of like, oh, and I guess that's the business side of it I was talking about is that you, you're just exposed to a lot more um, okay. than, ever, than ever before. It makes sense. Right on. Um, so I got one more, or well, one more from a friend, and then I, I have one that I'd like to kind of close off with. But cool. this one, and this, he said for the Sharks, but this can very well be for the A's as well. But he asked, which number would you be if the Sharks sign you? You can also apply that to the A's, of course. Um, jersey number? Yeah, yeah. Uh, number six. I've always, uh, I've always had the, I don't know, fascination or the connection to that. Um, I think it's my dad passed it on to me when I'm, you know, little league days, I've okay. always just kept six and it just feels like a, it just feels like a good number. And I don't no shark in recent years has worn it. Um, yeah, I don't think so. and Bob Melvin, know. Bob Melvin wears it for the A's. Oh. Um, funny story. I through the team. I had him get me a, like an, uh, a authentic, um, Kelly green Jersey, the one they wear on Friday night. Okay. And when I, when I got it through the equipment, um, manager, Steve Vucinich, um, I was like, he said, what number? And I said, oh, got to be six. And he gives me the look like, you know, Bo, you know, come on, Bo Mel, come on. You know, you, you can't just take the manager's number. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll talk to him about that, hey, you know? On. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, six for, for just, I guess, history's sake. Just your number. So, just, that's just it, your yeah. Number. I mean, like for me, I mean, I think I started off as number eight and then randomly I was like, 42 sounds good. So like oh, okay. for most of my, if you even want to call it hockey career, uh, I was 42 up until, let's see, 16 when I tried out for a juniors team in Kansas. Always. So 42. I don't know why. But yeah, yeah just you'd have you'd have um, you'd have a slight issue with that in baseball due to the fact that it's uh, retired across the sport for Jackie Robinson. It, of you know? course. So, yes, yes, yeah. So I, I, your major your major league career, when you get there, you're going to have to. You're gonna have to divert plans a little bit. You're gonna yeah. have to have that concession. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to sit on that one for a little bit. <laughs> Joel Joel Ward Joel I, Ward. That's the reason he's 42. I know he's a great guy. It he, was um, yeah, that was oh, I miss him for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Ordo's and you know what? Here's the best part. He's coming. He will be back. 
I can almost guarantee it. I don't want to speak for him, Ooh. but in some way, shape, or form, I think he'll be back in the hockey world. He's 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 doing so. the dad awesome. thing right now, um, but I think he'll be he'll be back in hockey sometime soon. I think. I I, I can agree with that. Um, kind of just to to close this out a little bit. Um, for anyone listening that maybe it, like has is going to school currently or wants to maybe become you know a sports broadcaster or whatever you know maybe even just a sports podcast or anything do you have kind of any uh little nuggets of advice that maybe you can give someone to kind of you know either inspire them to do it a little bit more or like maybe something like that they can do to i guess get yeah. more into it <laughs> some I would say I would say get out of the get out of the industry and do something else that that can uh, <laughs> give you more free time. No, I, I in all seriousness, I do, and and I think it's it's a piece of advice that I that I've that I've started to give out a lot more in the last couple of years. It's just that um, when I was learning this stuff, you were learning to be one thing. You were learning to be a, a TV reporter, which you know, I mean, it's in sports. Let's be honest. Um, journalism and reporting are there, but for the most part, people like me, you know, journalism and reporting are not really part of my job. It's, it's, in, it's informing and entertaining is what it is. Hmm. Um, okay. so, cause I think journal journalists are, are people doing actual legitimate, like uncovering and, and difficult journalistic jobs. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> talking about hockey or baseball. Um, but don't, don't be pigeonholed into just being one thing. Don't be a radio person. Don't think you're just going to be, um, a, uh, you know, a writer or have one background and just be one faceted. Um, you pretty much need to be a Jack or a Jill of all trades, um, coming into this industry right now, because the jobs are going to require it. You're going to get more opportunities because of it. Um, it's to not be great at one thing and just stick to that. And that's really what I've even tried to do in the last, well, 10 plus years at CSN and NBC is, is to write more things for our website is to get into podcasting. It's to try and be good on social platforms. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, I don't know what colleges and schools are teaching right now. Um, I would also tell you that your experiences in college are important. But getting an internship and getting a real taste of of what the actual business is like is equally vital. Um, making connections, figuring out people that you like, and, and hoping to you know learn from them and impart their uh, their skills and tactics. But it's just to not not go down one road and and think that that's what you're going to be, um, because the way things are and the way things are going, uh, you really have to you, you basically have to come with a toolbox. Uh, to the job and pick out your tools for that day and use them and and be good, be good using all of them rather than just uh, kind of a one trick pony. Because I mean, there are people in our business right now that, that just don't want, you know, they're, they're old school TV people. They want nothing to do with the new mediums and the new platforms that don't understand them. They don't think they're important. Um, but I, I think, know. you know, you have a podcast, you get it. You're, yeah, <laughs> you have a, trying to. You, you, have, you got an Instagram and you got a good little following on Instagram, by the way. Um, so, you know, little, it's like, that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff though, right there that, um, you know, the next wave of, of people in our business have to be ready for and understand. Well said. I mean, that makes a lot of sense and hopefully anyone listening can, uh, take all that and, and use that. Um, yeah, I think just because I'm super stoked on this episode, I might just put this thing out today. Um, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on I 
you said you saw my Instagram. I, there's all these little things that I post for, you know, the certain episodes and stuff like that. And I like to create oh, yeah. some artwork for it. So I might just pull some photo and do some cool artwork and, and all that and cool. s- send it to you. And, uh, cool. when I get the links, I'll, I'll shoot them your way. And yeah, yeah. no, I appreciate it. I'm glad we connected. I, I, you know, ha- like I said, having this, having the home studio, having it all be pretty set up, it's easy for me to do stuff like this. And, uh, you know, I, ju- I always do. I just, I, d- I definitely don't say yes to everything, but I checked <laughs> it out and I was like, Hey, you know, this, this guy's seems like he's, I, I like what he's doing here. So it's kind of fun, you. man. I think you're, uh, think you're onto something good and yeah, seriously, take your, take your time as you build, as you build your show and you build your stuff. Um, when you ever come across it, like equipment and how to, how to make it sound different. Um, and I'm telling you the the space you record in is equally important to any equipment oh, yeah. you have. Um, sound insulation and, and also trying to get a room that's just not echoey. Yeah. Working on um, that for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, do that before you, before you go like even heavy into expenses of mics and equipment and stuff like that. Cause the road stuff you got's good, man. That'll, that'll oh, yeah. get you pretty far. Oh yeah. Well, like I said before, thank you so much for, you know, yeah. taking time out of your, your day to, to talk with someone you, uh, basically met via tweet the other day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so 2020, much. 2020, let's be honest. That's I know, what we do, man. I know, right? I yes, mean, shoot that, my, shoot that, my, send me a, or, or uh, tag me on it on Twitter, especially, and I'll, I'll definitely uh, share it with everybody. So thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I guess yep. you just have a, well, I guess it's about to be the weekend <laughs> since that's, you know, we deemed it after this podcast. It's the that's weekend. That's right, so man. Official. Hope you have a, a, you know, a great, great weekend with the, the family and yeah, look forward to, well, I guess baseball. I guess I'll start watching the A's more. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man, you guys you guys have a great weekend too. I'll uh, I'll be too. in touch down the road, all right? Awesome. Take care. Take care.